tangata akoana ite fare, te turanga kite marai, e tauana. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marai. Another interpretation of this is a child who is cherished with proper values in the home will continue this way in society. Tonight we explore this proverbial saying a bit further. This is only for orators. The way to keep that whakatauki alive is actually give them a turn in front of their whare. Deep end, on your marae, um, and then goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it will go well the next time because there's no um, greater inspiration, I suppose, than being whakamaa in front of people. That particular narrative uh, says two things. The first thing it says is about connection. The demographic reality is increasingly for many Māori, uh, Māori aren't living in their, you know, in their customary places of connection and yet still want to rem- remain connected to those places. And so it's how to navigate what those relationships look like when you're not physically at home. But what is homegrown? People being good representatives of their people. In the last of this four-part series about Fakatoki Fakatauaki, I'm with Dr Wayne Ngata, Professor Tayarahia Black, Tamati Waka, Dr Tahu Kukutai and Nahihi Otera Bedwa, who share their whakaro, their thoughts on this whakatauki. Hea kuroranga tira mā me utonu mai. That's coming up on Te Ahikā. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marae. In the literal sense, as we heard from academic and kapahaka exponent Tamati Waka, his take on this proverbial saying is that it is meant for orators, those who take their place on the paipai tapu, the orators bench at the front of the marae. Professor Tayarahia Black says this whakatauki is about making those connections to your origins. All whakatauki, he says, are principal guidelines. According to Statistics New Zealand, from June 2015, 812,000 people reported that they were of Māori descent. According to statistics in 2011, five years ago, it was reported that 128,000 Māori are living in Australia. That amounts to about one in six Māori living across the ditch. So with many Māori living away from their homes and overseas, how is that connection maintained to their hokainga, to their hapū, to their marae? Dr Tahu Kukutai is a demographer and specialises in Māori and Indigenous population research. She received her PhD in sociology from Stanford University and earned degrees in history and demography from the University of Waikato. She was the first Māori to work at the National Institute of Demographic and Economic Analysis. Born and raised in Ngārua Wahia, Dr Kukutai says that we need to think about what that term home means because many Māori are living away from their home and away from their customary connection. Ko Waikato, Maniapoto, Te Aupauri, Oku Iwi, 
ko ngāti tipa, ngāti ngā wairo, ngāti mahanga, ngāti tino haku oku hapū, ko tūranga waiwai te ko tahitanga toroa nui oku marae, nō reira tēnā rātātou katoa. Um, I lead a research platform uh, called Te Paraone Te Tūmai Nei, um, which is really a, quite a comprehensive research program that kind of runs from doing research uh, for Māori communities, for hapū and iwi, through to kind of policy research for various government agencies related to Māori population change, and then also kind of global international projects with other people who are interested in Indigenous demography. So it's it's quite broad. The good thing about it is now we actually have three other Māori researchers here. We have Moana Rārere from Ngāti Kahununu and Rongomai Wahine. We've got uh, Matt Roscrew, who's an economist from Te Atiawa, and soon we'll be joined by Admarata, who's from Maniapoto. And that's been really good to be able to kind of build that critical mass because it's really important and enables us to take out to undertake a wide range of projects. Uh, but probably more importantly, what it enables us to do is to kind of refashion demography to be more useful for us as Māori to reflect who we are in a way which is more relevant and fitting. That's kind of our kaupapa here. When it comes to Māori who don't live here, who live in namely Australia and overseas, those numbers, is there... Yeah, that's a really good question, you know, and there's always a lot of interest in, you know, because we all have whānau who live overseas, eh? Yes. The, the, that question of how many Māori actually live overseas is actually not a terribly easy one to answer, and, and that's because the, in, you know, a lot of countries Māori are actually invisible in official statistics. Kind of what, what is the government interested in collecting data on? And Māori are not a population group of interest in a lot of countries, or most countries. So we have to do a kind of bit of a bit of wizardry and a bit of estimation to come up with some numbers. What we do know is that in the 2011 census in Australia, there were around 130,000 people who declared themselves to be of Māori uh, Māori ancestry, um, and that's probably an undercount. It's probably more in the realm of 140, 150,000. And of those people, about one-third were Australian-born. Um, right. Yeah, and then at that time, there were more Māori living in Queensland than there were um, living in 12 of the 16 regions that comprise, uh, you know, Aotearoa New Zealand. So it's a not insignificant kind of share of Māori living overseas. So, But if we look at some of the other countries and, and just make some estimates, we kind of estimated that there's, at that time, 2011, which is the most recent data, about 140,000 Māori living overseas. That's a big share. And, you know, just to put that in context, that's quite unusual in an Indigenous context. You know, there's not that many Indigenous peoples that have such a high proportion of their people living overseas. And so, in a way, that kind of presents some some unusual challenges uh, for us. Do you see any effects on Tūranga Waiwai, on the number of people who have moved away from their marae and what becomes of those core groups of ahika at their marae? There's probably a few things going on, and, and really it's that kind of what's the relationship between between the person and the home, and in fact I think we need to be kind of thinking about what does home mean. Mm. Yeah, can we, can we maintain multiple homes? Because the reality, the demographic reality is increasingly for many Māori, Māori aren't living in their, you know, in their customary places of connection, and yet still want to rem- remain connected to those places, and so it's how to navigate what those relationships look like when you're not physically at home, 
and you might be maintaining other sorts of homes in other places, which might be in another city, it might be Tamaki Makoto, it might be Sydney, it might be Melbourne, it might be Los Angeles. You know, and some of the challenges for Farno and for Hapu and Iwi are, how do we enable those connections? When they are not there in the physical sense, because we've done shows in the past where people have maintained a connection through social media. You know, many of our marae now have Facebook pages, and when you once had a thriving community, you have like 50 people, once there were a 1,000 people. Mm. That's a real detriment to that particular hokainga. I think you're absolutely right, because... You know, what's the quality of the relationship and what's the content of them? I mean, someone's got to clean the wharipaku. Someone's got to stand on the marae and work in the manisiri. Someone's going to be in the kitchen cooking the kai. I mean, there's a level of, you know, of having to be present to ensure that continuity. And, and often, even if you do get, you know, a, a decent number of people living in the vicinity, it's the same people who turn up and do the mahi. It's the same people who stand up and do the kōrero. So it's not just solely um, a matter of, geographical proximity because you'd also get a significant number of people who are living within the, the proximity of the marae but who aren't engaging you know good point yeah so it's a bit it's a bit of a, a, a more complex challenge i think than merely one of just migrating away do you have any um for some thoughts on that particular whakatauki we've just discussed how do how do you interpret it mm, well i think there's multiple meanings there for i suppose for me it's good as a, as a demographer, the way that I think about it is how is our notion of home changing? And, and is it changing? And if it is changing, then how can we enable that our, how can we ensure that our tamariki, that our mokopuna can stand with confidence, can stand knowing who they're connected to, and be Māori at home and in the world? And I think that's a big challenge. But I think we're well placed to. Meet it. Associate Professor Dr. Tahu Kukutai. Nahihi Otera Bidwa wrote a book about his life called Ancient Wisdom Modern Solutions. It's part memoir, part self help, and it's a guide about leadership qualities. Nahihi moved away from Oaho Marae Rotorua for 20 years. In the book, he talks about how he turned his back on his culture and returned years later, he had learned the language and had received a facial tāmoko. For him, it was about self-discovery. On the side of my face, the patterns that accentuate many things, including my eyes, visual, visual learner. One of the reasons why there's nothing on my forehead is to emphasise the importance of clear thinking since receiving this gift, I've not touched any alcohol done any drugs, smoked any cigarettes, and do my best to be a good role model. And on my chin is Mangopare, which demonstrates the Te Aro Shark. It is on my chin because of the importance of speaking. And I am the eldest son of the eldest son, and will one day speak on behalf of my father. So what does my tāmoko mean? It comes from an old Māori proverb, which says, it's what we used in Kohangareo. And it translates as, it is through listening, looking and thinking that we gain our wisdom to speak. Tangata akuana i te whare, tūranga ki te marae, e tauana. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marae. I hear whakatauki 
he tino whakatauki tēnei ki a hau. Koe te tuakana o te whānau hi oa nō kei te oro tonu toko pāpa. This particular saying is important to me. I'm the oldest in my family and my father is still alive. Uh, I te arawa ki te oro tō pāpa kāreko e tū i te marae. Ko te mahi o toko pāpa ki te whakāko i te kainga. Māku e mahi ngā karakia, māku e mahi ngā ngā mihikina, ngā manuhiri, māku e, e mahi ngā kōrero i te kainga. In Tiarua, if your father is still alive, you are not to take up your place yet to speak on the marae. The role of my father is to teach at home. I take on the responsibility of the karakia or the prayers. Tēnei wā krihimiti ki mai ia ki a hau tama ako nei te wā, o nai nei te wā mau te haramai ki te wharenui ki te noho i muri i a hau. This year, during Christmas time, my father told me that now is the time for you to come and sit behind me in the meeting house to learn the whaikōrero. He whakatau ki tino pai rau atu mō taku tamahoki. Nā nā i mahi i te marae, nā nā i karaki i waingunui i tō mātou kainga, nā nā i mihi ngā mihi i a tāmiki makaurau, hewa anō kāre ia e tuana i te marae. Tamati Waka is a storyteller with Te Reo Wainene o Tua. It's a collective of Māori language exponents who tell stories in a very animated way using colourful Te Reo Māori and expressions to a number of children around the country. Headed by Lee Timutimu, I had the chance to talk with Tamati at the Kōputu Kōrero Atahirini Mukumid, the library centre at Te Farewānanga o Awanuiārangi in Whakatāne. Tangata akoana ite fare, te turanga kite marai, e tauana. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marai. This is only for orators. You don't say it to someone like a gardener, so you've got to put them who, for the who and the when and the why. For people whose job it is to um, be the front of the marai. The front of the marae, taurima i te marae. The old way at e taurima. Taurima means to um, um, be the face in the front of the marae, not the back. So this whakatauki pertains to them. How do we create and teach good people to front our marae with karanga, whaikōrero and the other performing arts that we use to greet our manuhiri, even wero, and, and the reply as well. Yeah, once you teach them in front of your whare tangatoa, yakuna ki te whare, there will come a time when there'll be a gun. There'll be a gun. We can't use it for gardeners, we can't use it for fishermen. It's only for people learning the oral arts. That's the who. Mm. Why? Um, continuity. Uh, sustainability. 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 Succession. Um, succession, those type of kupu. So this one is the Māori clue for succession. 
it's a question. Uh, the problem, I suppose, for today is you can't do that plan because nobody lives at home. Yeah, no one lives by their marae. We take a photo of a snapshot when they did. So how did we keep the art alive and the whakatauki alive? When, so in the, to me, the last century with the migration to the cities. Yeah. Um, and then Australia. Yeah, then now it's the migration to what's even worse. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much further. So I think um, that, that still, the crow was found, how can I still um, keep to this proverb that says, person who's taught te whare, which is a house, yeah, their house most probably, will one day stand on their marae. Um, so to me, um, if you go to the marae, you'll see, you'll see the middle-aged people behind the kaumatua is watching, listening, not really talking much, because that's what you do. You learn with your eyes and ears, not with yeah. your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're me, I learn with my mouth, but these people learn with their eyes and ears. And then when a manuhiri would come on, um, maybe a small school or something, you would see an elder. I would, I definitely saw and heard my aunties talk about it because they were always scared. The nanny would say, girl, come and do the karanga. And of course, they, they never in their wildest dreams thought they'd have to get up because of tikanga says who gets up. But there's a time when you break tikanga, and that's one of them. To keep the tikanga alive, you've got to break it sometimes. And that's one example. So you might get the young girl, I mean, I say young, might be, you know, 30, to get up and do the karanga in front of everyone, in front of all their aunties, uncles, peers, and a manuhiri. A manuhiri say a school or a kohanga, and they were too itemara, itefare, too itefare to learn. So their learning is chucking them in the deep end. And then, of course, you don't want to do that. That happened to you again. So you make sure when you sat there again, you were ready. You might not have been ready the first time, some people are, but there's a lot that ain't. Or they think, oh, you know, when Auntie Mia passes on, then oh, I'll be ready in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but you actually, the way to keep that uh, whakatauki alive is actually give them a turn in front of their whare, deep end, on your marae. Um, and then goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it'll go well the next time because there's no um, greater uh, that inspiration, I suppose, than being whakama in front of people so it might happen once yeah but you'll be, you won't once put in you twice shy you're that's not going right. to happen again that's right yeah we're not going to happen again that's and it links up to all those other whakataukis there kore te pātiki e hoki ki tōna pue yeah, all those type of things they all kick in and to me that's part of that chain but it's only for learning uh, oratory skills needed for the front of the mara Chair of the Māori Language Commission and scholar Dr Wayne Ngata Tangata akuana i te whare te tūranga ki te marae tauana. Ah, tērā, tērā, ne. Ah, tangata ah, tipuana, akuana, mauana i ngā tikanga tōna whare o tōna marae o tōna kāinga. Ah, maramana ki ngā huetanga ah, o te noho, ah, hei, hei whānau, hei ārā, ne, he, he tika ana mai. So, literally, I suppose, it's about homegrown, about homegrown. But what is homegrown? Yeah, about ahika is about homegrown people being, being good representatives of their people. Now, you know, in this day and age, what is homegrown? That's, that's probably the bigger question. Homegrown is not necessarily what homegrown was a generation two or three ago. Homes are different. And so 
we forget, I think, that Māori in the main were transitionary people. They moved. You moved to where resources were. And we only became really settled in the last maybe 200, 300 years. Um, so moving to Auckland or, or to the Gold Coast or Perth or Wellington is no different from what our, what our people did pre-European to build a home. <laughs> that there's more about what are values of home. Wherever home is, what are the values of home and how do you, how do you, how do you grow good people, basically? How do you grow good people? For the marae? Is this talking about no, the marae? for the world. Yeah, marae was the world. So you could argue that it's bigger than that now. But how do you grow good people? That's what that's about. Grow good people to represent you well. Professor Tayarihia Black describes himself as a millennial thinker. He says that whakatauki need to evolve with the times while still adhering to their origins. Here's his take on this whakatauki, tangata akuana i te whare, tūranga ki te marae, e tauana. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marae. That particular narrative uh, says two things. The first thing it says is about connection. Maintain your connection. Build your connection. Because it's the origins of your connection that promote you in your life philosophy. And the other one is, um, uh, this money, whatever journey that you use, you will always reflect on your origins. Keep going back to your origins. Um, there are eight key things that I think that sort of bring these whakatawaki into this millennial world. The first point is, it creates aspirations. It makes us think about aspiring our ideas, our ideals and our concepts to new levels of thinking. Every generation has a sense of aspirations. The second point is about values. Tikanga. How we develop our aspirations linked to our marae, to our whānau, to our hapu. We cannot do it separately. No academic, insofar as I know, anyway. I mean, I think this is the unique part of Awanwiarani. Every real academic, every staff member here are practicing people on their marae. I'm just, um, I feel privileged to be here. Extremely honoured when I see our people, because not only are they engaging in their own discipline and knowledge, but they are also practicing that out into the marae. And so the point of reference of this whakatauaki is aspirations, connection. The next point about the whakatauaki is teaching and learning. Whakatauaki is about evidence-based process. It has a principal point where we find meaning and we use other meanings to support that. The other person I do want to talk about is uh, John Rangiho. Mm. Um, John Rangiho had a big influence in my life. And it was really him that set me off in my career. Um, he said this, don't go and waste time. <laughs> go and do something with your, with your time. Um, and that was about 37 years ago. Nō te whakatohia ngai te rangi ngā tirangi nui, the late Machu Dixon. Tangata akoana i te whare te tūranga ki te marae tauana. A person who is taught in the home will stand collected on the marae. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always think that that sort of tends to 
and it tends to indicate that the person themselves is important, but it's not. I think it refers to the way that that person's been brought up, which is the person's group. So if the person has uh, has a family life which is e ana narunga i te whakapono te te aroha me te chika i rāme akatoa, ngā mea pai, a te Māori, well, that person will achieve whatever it's going to, that person's going to achieve. Not just talking on the marae, but achieve all the positive things that Māori um, value. And it may not be become the richest person in the country, or whatever, well, that would help, <laughs> but it's being the best person in the community. Mm. Um, and that comes from a um, from who brought you up, who taught you. Does this sort of mean, do you think, that this person has to be kind of staunchly from the hokainga, like live there all their no, lives? No, I don't think it does. I think you can still have that kind of upbringing, even though that's not your your biological... Because Māori people have a long history of whāngai, you know, and the, although generally whāngai is between family, whāngai does occur uh, out of family. Sunshine on the water is still golden, though the water keeps on moving. And you would smile just as easily if you could see what I see. Wild and unruly is as worthy of attention as calm and undemanding. And you have my attention, not just now, but forever willingly. Oh, and what is now familiar when you go will go with you. Hold on to the beauty that you know. And Remember to hold your head high if you fall or falter like sunshine on the water, you were golden no matter where you are. They say love can move a mountain Well, yours is here forever Waiting just to claim you And you can climb as high as you must go To see the ocean meet the sky Oh, and sometimes we are dreamers Now and then believers Hold on to memory and hope And Remember to hold your head high if you fall or falter like sunshine on the water, you were golden no matter where. Puritia, Wawataya, Tomotu 
わけたが